After the Fact Podcast with your hosts, Luke Matthews. Man, I, if I were playing it on an original NES, I probably would not have an original NES anymore. Christina Peck. Course, this is a freaking wanna... bowling ball made of energy. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding why this is a problem. Patrick Manning. Did Dr. Robotic touch you in an inappropriate place? And Mike DiPatrillo. I can hear the inside of your mouth. So healthy and so full of organs. PS3 for her 50th birthday <laughs> with the entire Ratchet and Clank series because she loves those games. I'm very amused by the fact that she loves those games. Oh my gosh. She. I, I also want to get her infamous because I want to introduce well, her. Well, she loves them because of us. Yes, I mean, we introduced her. I, That's fine. Yeah. So. I don't care but why people love she's, things they She's do. a gamer, yeah. which I love. I love that my mom, my 50-year-old mother, is a fucking gamer. She loves video games. That's awesome. Yes. I've been trying. I've been like, Mom, here's America's Test Kitchen on DS. It's not a game, but I'm like, <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> it's it's the- get it, get her to pick up the device and yeah. hopefully do something with it. Yeah, yeah, it's the closest thing I can go with. I'm like trying to make as many like little here, but it's right there. Why don't you put this in? <laughs> it's just one little step. <laughs> Like I'm pushing like drugs or something. I'm like, it's just one. First one's free. <laughs> All right, we'll call this a rolling start. Welcome to episode nineteen. Nineteen of the After the Fact podcast. Uh, I'm your host Luke, and I'm here with uh, Nick Glomsky. He's a newbie to the newbie to the show. First time, first timer. And uh, the Christinas are back, so we've got a, a nice confusing <laughs> <Hello> show. <confusion. laughs> oh yes. Uh, Christina A and Christina B. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I, I always have to preface it with my wife Christina when I talk about my wife on the show. So, uh, but we'll. Uh, Which still throws me off. He'll start a story and be like, "I don't know if that's about me or the other Christina." <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was I there for that or was she? <laughs> we'll muddle through. We did it for the for the CGE podcast, which is odd. Now we've got you both on on the show for the, <laughs> the next classic gaming expo. We're travelers. What can we say? Yeah. Uh, that's what this show is all about. We are at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo in Portland, Oregon, on which a is nice, fantastic, gloomy, awesome. uh, gloomy, rainy Portland evening. It's like Seattle. Um, it's a good thing we're inside. Yeah, I, we got upgraded to a room that supposedly looks out on Mount Hood. We can't see Mount Hood. <laughs> There's <laughs> not a to mention, out there? Not to yeah. mention the fact that uh, they told us that they were like, oh, we're going to give you an upgrade. And it's uh, a complimentary upgrade to a room on the 10th floor facing Mount Hood. Sweet. This morning it was actually clear out and I tried to find Mount Hood and I could see about a quarter of it behind this giant fucking build- apartment <laughs> building across the street. So it faces Mount Hood. Glimpse of Mount can't Hood. Can't actually see Mount Hood. They just haven't gotten used to the fact that they can't say that anymore since that building was built. Yeah. Probably. Well, it's like I, saying you have a smell of the ocean. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that building being newer than this one though. When you look at the architecture at the base of that building, I think it was built in like 1968. I don't know. I was trying to give them an out here. Yeah, yeah, well, taking it away. This hotel looks like it was built in 1968. I love but this hotel. It's a great hotel, it's actually. Awesome. Uh, this is the Crown Plaza Portland Hotel. It's a small hotel comparatively, but it's actually 
surprisingly nice. Like everything in it is just really well taken care of. The rooms yeah. are nice. Uh, yeah. It's a decent price. So yeah, I'm actually very impressed. Um, the only ballroom in the hotel, or there's two ballrooms in the hotel, which is small compared to most hotels, but they are taken up by the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Um, as Christina's said earlier, it was it. This is awesome. The show mm -hmm. is great. Um, what do you guys think of the show? What have, what kind of experiences you had over the last day? Well, after CGE, I didn't really. I had some sort of idea of what to expect, and this has so far surpassed my expectations because CGE was so crappy <laughs> and small <laughs> and ridiculous that this is just amazing. So many booths, so much stuff to look through. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, see, for me, I, I knew exactly what this show was like, and it's bigger than it has been in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, but to me, I, I think I've... Which, which in and of itself is awesome to hear, by the way. Yeah. That it has gotten bigger. Yeah, so. no, it's definitely gotten bigger. And the thing about it is that uh, I, I think of this and CG as two different things now, now that I actually sat down and thought about it. Uh, Portland is more of a vendor show. It's more of a right. show where you pay an admission and you go into a big giant room and there's tons of booths and there's people around and oh yeah, there's a couple like a keynote and a couple panel type situations, but it's almost all focused on the vendor. Mm -hmm. uh, CGE was completely the opposite. The vendor yeah. was a side thought, but they were mainly focused on the keynotes and the, the showing of movies and things like that. So it's, it's just two totally different types of shows. Which is really weird because CGE's floor space was larger technically, I think, mm -hmm. than this show, but the booths were kind of more, I don't know what they were focused on, really. There were only two real good vendor booths in that entire show, and the rest of them were just kind of weird things, like weird exhibitors or people that didn't really put much effort into it. With, you know, then, then they had the little side area that had, like, a couple of free play things and, and the stage where they had some con a few bands that would play each day. And, and then Atari Age had the giant, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. Where is Atari Age here, by the way? They're supposed to be here. Uh, I don't think I saw them. I feel like they're out there. I can't remember where. Twenty six Atari 2600 has a smaller booth here than they did at CGE. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I love the show. There's so much stuff going on. There's so there's so many. Uh, there's just there's just everything. Like you walk down an <laughs> aisle and you're like looking to the left and you're like, oh my god, I gotta go check that out. And you look to the right and you're like, oh my god, I gotta check that out. And by the time you look to the left again, the thing you were looking at originally is gone. But you don't really care because the thing there's to the so right much still to there. look at. Yeah, the place is it's packed. Like, yeah. So so we're gonna do the same thing we did at CGE. What what have you picked up so far? Because I know you were. I mean, you were here shopping. Yeah, so. yeah, I've definitely, uh, I've done some damage. Don't whisper, Nick. Talk. Um, I've done some damage. Of, uh, tournament fighters. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he helped me out earlier. I picked up a Japanese PS2 finally to nice. go with uh, my Japanese PS2 games that I've been collecting for about like seven months and have a system. You know, now I have that can play them. Play them, yeah. <laughs> Pretty excited for that. <laughs> uh, picked up about three more NES games. I need one, of which was tournament fighters. Which Nick helped me out by pointing it out to a booth and actually TMNT me tournament to. fighters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the NES. Yeah. Um, and uh, I picked up a couple, just a bunch of random stuff. Sega Genesis mouse. Um, what? I can't remember which games like, you used. Oh the mouse. <laughs> Sega I've Genesis never even mouse. Heard of that. Neither have I. Like, I is knew it there a like Sega shaped mouse, or is no. it actually a mouse that goes with this Genesis? Like it goes with the Genesis. Because I've seen the computer. Super NES. Wow. I've seen no. the Super NES mouse that goes with Mario Paint. I've never, yeah. I never knew there was one for the. 
Genesis. I can't for life for me remember what games actually used it, but I mean it's a peripheral <laughs> that I don't have. I like you say games plural as though there were games plural that used it. Maybe there are. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't actually. I feel like there's a, a Sega Club game that used it, um, like Tales, the the Sega Club non Sonic. I have no idea. I hope there's at least about. one game that used it. Otherwise, oh, they just made a purple for no reason. <laughs> made a mouse and <laughs> hoping that somebody would make a game for it. You and can see you can set it on a table and click <laughs> to start games. Oh, yay! <laughs> and then there's people like me who 20 years later are like, "Oh my god, there's a mouse!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just have to grab it. What was it for? I just I had to have it. Must find the manual. Yeah, I saw it. So I bought that. Um, I saw you grabbed a couple of. Arcade mar- marquees. Oh, yes, I did. I grabbed a Metrocross yes. arcade marquee. I realized we still haven't posted the Metrocross short, which really? I think it'll, I think that'll probably go up after these shows go up uh, to so fill the space. Everyone, everyone can hear exactly <laughs> how much everyone else likes that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind the I didn't mind the the one on Xbox. Uh, That's the, the ar- yeah the arcade the arcade one. version. That one's really good. The the um, fucking Super Famicom one is. Terrible. <laughs> I still think the Atari ST version's the best. Yeah, that's my favorite, and I don't think it's just nostalgia playing into it. But the arcade man, that that are the marquee. I that just arcade marquee. Past. I saw that because I remember coming to your booth and I was like, "Did you pick up anything?" You'd like, and you like grabbed it. Yeah. I probably thought don't even have the arcade machine, but you're just like, I know. Probably thought I was nuts. I was looking through stuff and I was like, "Oh my god." I don't think I actually said it, but internally, that was what was going on. I'm just afraid of the day that you actually do what you keep saying you're going to do, and you rip apart a fucking Dig Dug machine and turn it into a Metrocross Don't act like I'm going to. I'm not going to physically rip apart it. And besides, Metrocross was a conversion kit anyway, which means all I'm doing Uh, is furthering the work of Namco. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Furthering the work of Namco to destroy perfectly good Dig Dug machines. They were converting them. (laughs) <laughs> I never made a standalone. <laughs> Conversion is still destruction. No. Yeah, Speaking of Dig Dug, man, there's an arcade machine down there that is <laughs> the worst looking arcade machine I've ever seen. Big hole in the side. Oh, that yeah, like the, the T molding is, is just like floating in space yeah. because all the wood behind it is missing. Destroy. Dig Dug is Dig Dug looks like it's written on it's like the marquee is this like spray painted piece of glass and it looks like it's got dig dug written on it in crayon (laughs) it's it's terrible that's awesome i need to go and look at i haven't really looked at it oh Oh, god it it just made so sad i just just about made jason cry yeah well yeah what we just took a quick walk through i mean we didn't stop too much but well no this one is in the actual main main exhibition hall hall. yeah when you walk in the middle door immediately to your left is the booth with all the marquees it's right next to his booth. Yeah, it's it's right back there. It's just kind of sitting there next oh, to a booth, okay. and oh god, it's it's filthy. It's and I know you spent some time in the hall because I know you got some stuff. Yeah, I got. All right, Nick, what'd you get? Uh, what didn't he get? Yeah, what did? <laughs> yeah. Well, like we like the, the the plan was to start with the the consoles first. And, okay. And um, for me, um, I was there for the NES and the Super Nintendo. Okay. Um, so I was able to pick up both of those uh, action set and a. You were having the problems with the Super ne- Super NES, did it? Yes, it, did um, it the Super to get it working. Uh, what they did, um, well, actually, I don't know exactly what he did. He went over to one of the other vendors, and basically, I'm guessing he bought one off of them, and then just switched out the broken one because okay. mm-hmm. it didn't work whatsoever. So well, I mean, that's fine. I have mm-hmm. a, a working one. I didn't lose anything out of it. 
Um, Most of these guys are local vendors that know each other, so the vast majority, uh, he probably was able to just go over there and be like, hey, can you hand me a Super NES? And they gave it to him, and then they'd work it out yeah. later. Yeah, he just came so. back with one that was working, and we went back up to our room and checked it out. And But it's cool that he solved the problem for it, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I, I brought it all back down so he could see that it was the you know the set that we bought off of him. And, mm-hmm. then, and then, he yeah, he went ahead and fixed it. I mean... At, at his first option was to just refund the whole thing, but then I said, you know, I'd really like to keep it if there's anything else that he could do. So yeah, and that's when he went around to the other vendors to see if he could get another one. He came back with one, and yeah, worked out for me. Cool. That's really cool. And then yeah, the NES was another kind of uh, falter too, where um, the guy forgot to package the power box. Oh, <laughs> with, the, with the set, so I couldn't power it on. Um, but that's brilliant. So I went to one of the other vendors and just easily just bought one i didn't really want to he i mean he didn't have anything so um instead of basically just refunding me what it would cost for that just gave me a free game so i just got a free ten dollar punch he had punch out for 10 bucks so i just grabbed that not a bad game to have yeah Yeah. definitely not the mike tyson's one but just the other one i guess guess i'm guessing it's mr dream's punch out because it's just punch out um that's fine you don't really need the one with the with the but after that abuser we went like uh crazy spending spree on just games at that point <laughs> um so yeah five hundred dollars later oh my god wow we, we really came, yeah 500 bucks nice so we came out with like um but you get a lot of good stuff though dude well, I see, I a couple of the, like contra um double dragon three the first turtles the turtles uh, arcade game these are all nes Oh god! Um, First turtles on Super NES Mario is Brothers such a bad 3. game. You shut your mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> the uh, Turtles Two and Turtles in Time are both awesome, but we turtles... got Turtles in Time too for Tur- the uh, SNES. Yeah, yeah that was another one. Turtles One is terrible. You stop it! It's just hard. You're just... It's terrible. <laughs> you're just bad at it. You can it, you can soft lock yourself. Just, you're just bad. There, at you it. can <laughs> run out of ammo in the van and not be able to progress in the game. I'm sorry, you suck so much. It's terrible. <laughs> Sounds like I don't remember do getting that. On that. Yeah, <laughs> just a TMNT. It's a good game. Um, <laughs> a few other things. Uh, the original Zelda. What's wrong? Metroid. I think these might have been a couple of titles I picked up from you. Yeah. Maybe. Um, what else? Jackal. Jackal. God. Did you yeah. just buy anything that was cheap? Is that you're just random? <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of those were like you know anywhere from ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, but they all add up once you get like. 12 to 15 games, which yeah. we got about yeah. of the NES. Yeah, it's always bad when later you're like, oh, it's it's 10 bucks. It's not a big deal. And then later you're like, oh my god. I just <laughs> yeah. bought 20 of those. Yeah, I know. There's like 18 of them. What happened? That, uh, that tendency Why transferred... Why did I run out of cash all of a sudden? Yeah. That tendency transferred for me for buying anything online, especially mm-hmm. going into like PlayStation Network and being like, "Oh, sweet, it's only eight bucks." Oh, oh my god, sweet, it's five bucks. Oh, cool, it's ten bucks. <laughs> and then I'm checking out, and it's like, we have added eighty three dollars to your wallet. <laughs> what? Wait a second. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to see people actually the expression on their face after that that moment has hit them <laughs> because it's too late. They've already done it, and yep. then it's like it finally dawns and like. Oh, buyer's remorse. What happened? <laughs> I'm never remorseful. I'm just always confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess to continue on with um, s- the Super Nintendo titles um, that I picked up, um, the first two Donkey Kong countries, or Donkey Kong Country and... Those oh my god, I love those games. Diddy Kong, <laughs> Diddy Kong Quest, um, Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yes. Sunset Riders. 
Nice. nice. Dude, you're nice. making me look bad. You got so much more than I did. What, what else? Um, well, it's easier to buy stuff when you actually have a chance to walk around the floor. Well, it's also a lot easier to buy stuff when you don't already have everything. <laughs> That's what you're trying to sell. <laughs> yeah. That's completely true. Oh, we got um, uh, the uh, SimCity. We got it actually in a sealed, unopened. Nice. And then we also, because we, we wanted to play the game, so we got we just got a loose cart of... SimCity, <laughs> so we don't have to open that's it. That's a true. That's a true collector right there. It's like, oh, I gotta have two so I can keep one of them sealed up. Well, I knew yeah. the best part. I knew he truly crossed the other side when he was, you know, walking around, and I was, you know, I was talking to him, and he was like, "Hold on, let me check my list." I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, "Yeah, I was starting to forget everything that I had Did purchased." Did you just and bust out a list? <laughs> like, okay, this is what we have. This is what we uh, need. I love like, it. For some of the titles, they had all the like the loose instruction manuals around, so we were trying to see if we can make it oh like close to a complete package. Some of them, you know, we're just missing the box now. Nice, but but yeah, I can't imagine being a collector of games. I see Christina's rooms, and I'm just I I'm daunted by ever thinking of trying <laughs> to collect anything like that. That's because by the time you get to the place where she is, it's like years of your life time. and and like yeah. it, it's one of those Could things have where you're a house like, several times <clears throat> over i'm People sure there was make fun of you <laughs> well and i'm sure there was a point where you were probably just like buying stuff because you thought it was cool and then eventually you just like walked into the room one day right and it dawned on you like jesus christ i got a lot of games remember that confusing <laughs> like, part yeah <laughs> how did this how happen did this happen what's going on <laughs> when you realize you need to sell yeah, some of it well while you're here now exactly <laughs> you have to rent a house just so you have three rooms dedicated <laughs> to this stuff <laughs> once you start down the dark path <laughs> i say i so love shall going it rule your life <laughs> i love going into your Nintendo where i can room. see myself and few years oh. where you're at you're oh, you, you have a yeah. list <laughs> yeah yeah that's the first step it is the vast majority of my purchases today were were relegated to um neo geo stuff yeah but i got i mean i picked up well, a super nes yeah, and a nintendo and a genesis uh because i want them for the show basically so that i can actually have i actually bought a copy of haunting starring poltergeist Woo-hoo! for the next episode um and I will actually be able to play it, which is cool. Uh, and I will likely be one of the places where Micatron and Patrick will come to my place to, <laughs> to play it so they don't <laughs> have to buy it themselves. Um, but then I picked up a, like a really good deal on a Neo Geo Pocket Color, one of the nice. repacked uh, systems that they did when the system was dying, right? They repacked them with six games, and it's got six good games with it. in, And it's a, it's a brand-new sealed system. I got it for 70 bucks. So, which is just a screaming deal, it, you know. When I looked at the other the games that are in the package, when I looked at a couple of the booths that had them individually, it was like forty to fifty bucks worth of games. So, for seventy bucks, I got a Neo Geo Pocket Color for you know twenty or thirty bucks and a bunch of games. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. And they're new, you know, so that's awesome. Um, picked up uh, arcade marquees for Samurai Showdown Two and Bust a Move. To put in my Neo Geo cab, um, picked up. I was really disappointed in the lack of MVS stuff available here because apparently the guy that was here last year that had a shit ton of them uh, sold most of it and doesn't really restock it because, um, except for here, he said that nobody really wants it. He's one of the guys that actually, I don't know if he's an owner or just helps run Ground Control, which is the big arcade that we talked about in Portland. Um, 
So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a lot of a lot of that stuff. There's a, there was another guy here that has a shit ton of MVS stuff, but didn't bring it. And it's like, so that you know, doesn't help us. And then when you ask him about it, he has no oh, idea what he guy, has. He doesn't know how much he's gonna sell it to you for. The guy has a lot of stuff. He has a lot of good marquees and stuff. But man, he is one of the most aloof, like uh, lazy, unfriendly people. You ask him a question, I, I was like. Do you have a copy of Arrow Fighters 3? Uh, yeah. How much do you want for it? Uh, I don't know. And that's all and then, I get out of it. It was no, just no, like. No. Then he proceeds and he says, it depends on how many I have. It I'm like, oh, uh, no, I don't think so. You're not going to vary your price <laughs> based on how many of those you have. I you have like, a flat price, period. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just. Um, I. I'm still going to contact him because he has a lot of the games that I want on my want list, and eventually I'll get some. I was you hoping think? to just pick them up. Well, yeah, yeah, fair. Um, he said he when I gave him my list, which consists of about twenty or twenty-two games right now. He's like, I was like, which of these do you have? And he looks through the list. He's like, Yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> and I'm like, That's it. I'm like, Thanks, dude. I appreciate the information. That's um, funny. And he's 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 just very. I mean, he's he, he doesn't I can't, care. Yeah, I can't tell if he's a nice guy or not, really, because <laughs> it's just like I. He, he's just like, uh, yeah, whatever, you know. And the whole time, the, most of the guys here, though, Gerald is that the guy's name? Yeah, Gerald, the guy. Um, he's that guy's awesome. You're like, a specialty gamer. Yeah, he's really really nice, and he's really cool, and he's very knowledgeable. Um, yeah. and he's got a jive fucking enormous eight booth tables. eight table booth in here um yeah no every time i've dealt with him he's been really good um i mean he's he's always got a ton of stuff for sale like really good stuff yeah and uh he's one of the people i, I really don't mind dealing with because he knows what he's talking about he's not just yeah. like looking it up on wikipedia as you talk to him and he's like yeah yeah there's like uh 40 of these were released yeah yeah no or yeah. or looking up his prices on ebay no he does yeah he doesn't do it he said he that says he that's how he prices them originally. He says he's not doing it on do. the yeah. show, but he which, also on the show floor, which is good. Well, most people do price them off of eBay because yeah. it's the I mean, only real kind of price the, guide yeah. you can have. Well, and he does. He did say he made a very good point, and he made the same point you've made, and that I agree with. He says he goes to eBay, looks at a bunch of completed auctions, takes an average, and then prices his stuff like twenty percent below that, as he put it. So that people actually have a reason to buy stuff from yeah. him, right? Because yeah. if mm-hmm. if it's not cheaper than eBay, then why the fuck would you bother? Yeah, yeah. You know. So I'll tell you why you bother. Because EG, people on eBay they can't actually grade anything. It's yeah. in Very good condition. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It has a dent and it has creases yeah. and there's a rental sticker and it. The it's rare with eighteen exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm never buying from eBay again. eBay's such a. a such a ripoff. Yeah, the people on eBay suck, especially for this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, there's there's some certain things I buy off of eBay that have a quantifiable like I have the ability to quantify its condition very easily, right? Like sealed boxes of trading cards for mm-hmm. a trading card game. I can buy that off of eBay because one, I have a general value for it, and two, if the box comes damaged, well, then I can I have a legitimate complaint. But if they're like, oh, that's in very good condition, and you get a cart the label's ripped off or something, they're like, well, that's what I call very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's yeah. really... I, I just, I mean, other people don't seem to have as much problem as I do, but I have the worst luck ever. I have really bad eBay luck. 
It is really? just, oh man. And anytime I sell anything, I'm always the lowest one. Like when you take the average, I'm the low. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I buy it, they're always like, it's amazing. And I get it and I'm like, if I were to list this, no wonder it's the low. Because if I had, you know, bought or if I had listed whatever I got the other day, it would have said, there's a residue from a rental sticker on the spine. The top is, uh, top has got a, had a, has a bit of a fold in it. There's a little <laughs> bit of a dent on the front. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it stands to reason that no one wants to buy my shit from me. Because <laughs> you actually detailed. tell it what's, tell them what's yeah. on it. Like, it's so detailed that they're like, oh God. <laughs> this is even though, even though looking at the card, it might not look all that bad. But when you hear it described, you're like, Jesus Christ, it's this is destroyed. It sounds like a POS. It's true. It's true. Whenever I describe anything, they're like, it's not that bad. And I'm like, oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> How did you get sucked into starting to buy these games, Nick? Because I, when I met you, you didn't seem like the collector type. And then all of a sudden, now you're coming to a classic gaming show to buy stuff well for me like it just i don't know maybe just just all, all of a sudden happened where i just you know <laughs> wanted to sort of get the things that i had in my childhood mm-hmm. and that's that was the nes and the super nes um and then yeah i just you know this event you know i, I was just been talking to christina over the past couple of months and you know she started just looking as well for me too and she brought you to the dark yeah pretty yeah. much and then she had mentioned the gaming expo and then I always was, you know, too there are a master and an <laughs> apprentice <laughs> it kind of it kind of it's turning into that a little bit no yeah. no it's not because the, the apprentice always overthrows the master that's <laughs> horrible <laughs> that's an awful awful yeah, thing to say overthrow. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's my plan. <laughs> I'm gonna have four rooms in my house yeah. filled instead of your three. <laughs> yeah, I will we'll top your mountain. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, just you know, after learning about the um, the Portland event here, um, I just you know thinking about it more and more. I just said, hey, well, why not go? I mean, I'm really getting into it now. Um, really serious about you know collecting those things that um that i lost or you know actually traded away mm-hmm. as i got older um yeah i said you know why not so i started looking into it and got a couple of tickets to the event and and then yeah. booked the hotel room and then yeah it was official that i was a uh, coming down and well it's a lot easier when it's only a you know three hour drive from home well, yeah, well <laughs> supposedly, supposedly three hour drive three hours. yeah we didn't <laughs> yeah. leave till like four thirty and got here 10 o'clock Friday night. Ugh. Yeah. Don't you wish you could go back to your younger self and just punch them in the face every time they want to trade in something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, if do. I still had all of that, it would have been all in still boxes, too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I was one to keep the boxes and keep basically keep everything. I have. Um, but, yeah, over time, it just got, like, just for whatever reason, lost. And, you know, like, the Super Nintendo came out, so I traded in all my NES games. N64 came out, so I traded in all my Super NES games. And you look back and you wish you just didn't do that. It's probably a good thing I don't have time travel because that's probably what I would use it for. (laughs) It wouldn't be to make the world a better place. It would be so that I could go back, punch myself myself in the face, (laughs) traumatize myself. (laughs) I'm going to go back to 1983 and find a copy of Air Raid. Do yeah, would just like come back and be like, ha and they're like, "Did you change the world?" And you're like, "Changed mine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, I, um, I have no idea what happened to my old consoles. Like, I, 
I don't know what I did with my NES. Uh, the Super NES that I had way late in the Super NES cycle, I have, I have no clue where it went. Yeah, same here with me, too. I mean, the only consoles that I can actually track in my childhood was starting with the PS1, which uh, I bought in high school myself. And then eventually, it you know, it followed me all the way around to, you know, uh, it was in one of my apartments that went up in a fire and managed to survive the fire and then I kept it for a few years and then I I remember trading that in on I think I traded it in on some PS2 games or something. Yes. Yeah, and uh but my Super NES and like NES and my yeah, Turbo Graphics mine, mine just disappeared. No idea what I happened to, to those. I talk to my mom cuz I think she might still have our SNES that I grew up with. Yes, yeah, really? that's what I was going to say. It's always like the people who are like I have no idea where it is. Those are the guys who find stuff in closets. Unfortunately, yeah. I remember yeah. exactly yeah. what happened to all of mine, <laughs> which means <laughs> That they're not hanging out in closets waiting for me to find them. <laughs> nope. Pretty sure those have been given to Goodwill long, long ago. I don't even remember what happened. What happened to the N64 that my mom bought you for your I birthday that one time? we sold it because I played Zelda, and that was the only thing I ended up playing on it. <laughs> really? So we sold it okay. and used the money probably for other games you know why you sold it because no one gave you good games to play on that you should have man if i'd known you at that point that would be good i'd have been like don't sell it there's all kinds of stuff you've never heard of it wasn't too long after we got that that we got the ps2 though yeah because it was like um it was only maybe a a year maybe two like because the ps when did the ps2 come out oh 2000, 2000 wasn't it 2000 so yeah it would have it, it was, was at, well shortly. we got married in 98 so it would have it would have been very shortly afterward and that's probably why we got rid of the N64 cuz we got a PS2 and we were like I found other games and I she liked. found Ratchet and Clank and it was over and I was sold. And like, <laughs> it was like <laughs> that's a hard thing for the N64 to go up against though is the PS2 yeah. if yeah. you're looking at them and could you know in the stores at the same time that is just a rough thing yeah like eh. but the 64 is amazing don't let anyone tell you differently. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my I still have my Game Boy Brick. That's the only one that I know that I have from my childhood that I still still have and still works and still great. But I think the Game Gear I had got sold when my mom moved to California. Oh. Really? Yeah. If I'd known you then, I wouldn't have let her get rid of it. I would have kept it. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For something. I don't know what. I don't know so if I'd ever could, play it again. So that it could end up in a box for 15 bucks at this convention. <laughs> <laughs> no, my... Uh, I still have my old original Game Boy um, because it has my name written on it in Magic Marker. Yes. It's like scrawled. It looks like crap, too. I was like, oh, my God. Five-year-old me. What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, I have still my, my links. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. the links. So good. Bought a links game today. Oh yeah, what'd yeah. you buy? Bought Gauntlet. Nice. Mm. So so bad. Oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Again, you just haven't played the good ones. Right. It's so right. bad that it's good, or is it so good that it's bad? Oh, don't get me wrong. I st- I I loves me some Gauntlet. I I I know now that it is not what I would consider a good game anymore. But I still love it. Right. I still pl- I would still play it. I still love it. I'll tap the table all I want. I still want to see. I still want to see the video. Bat still hasn't done that video. He he keeps he. Uh, so here's how here's, many months has it been? It's been forever. Yeah. That was that was episode four. I think I so. Say, or five episode four or five. So that would have been in March. And, yeah. And uh, he said he told me the other day he walked out. He literally walked up to me maybe a week ago and he's like, "Yeah, I've I've got the gauntlet video finished, but God, it's 
bad. <laughs> he's, he's like, there's nothing interesting about this. It's so boring. And I'm like, just post it anyway. Yeah. It's oh, seven. Lame. He's got it edited down to seven minutes, and it's still. And we're just, still boring. Yeah, oh, I don't. That's horrible. Uh, maybe it's just bad editing. Maybe maybe Pat just. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's Somebody nice. so. <laughs> or maybe the energy in the room just doesn't translate to film. It's possible. I don't know because there was a lot of screaming. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. It might be. I think. I think what would be fun would be to do it as like a music video, right? Just have like some random kind <laughs> of montage. rock music playing in the background, <laughs> and then have the music die down just long enough to hear, "Oh God, Oh God!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> slamming on the buttons. Yeah. Hey, make that suggestion. That yeah. would be funny. Yeah. Oh man, oh, it's, it's like a three-minute. It's good stuff. But um, so yeah, I mean, so aside from the stuff that we picked up, I got to say this con. Um, it's lively. Surprise! It is yeah. ridiculously lively. It surprised it's me. With people. It surprised me it's because awesome. yeah. CGE was what set my expectation right, and it it was CGE was very subdued and very kind of frankly boring and uh sparse and i walked into this place and fuck it's just it's jammed to the walls with shit to buy i think part of that is the fact that this this is a true retro game convention that is not as atari centric as cge is because of its Thank roots God. yeah and yeah. and i got to say i mean atari atari really is a niche market for the video in video game collectors it's it's very it's definitely you got to know your roots and you got it's definitely something that's important and there's a shit ton of atari stuff out there but most of the people from my generation are nintendo gamers i was gonna say that's the difference Mm -hmm. it's a generational thing yeah Uh, a lot of the atari collectors are either so big as far as collecting that they 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 don't really need as much stuff left anymore um, but now people who grew up in the Nintendo generation have all got steady jobs and they've all got, you know, mm-hmm. steady paychecks and so they can start p- spending money on classic stuff. And we're the ones who are out here at these right. conventions. Yeah. So as a result, they're doing more. There's still a lot of Atari collecting going on, but a lot of it happens over the Internet. It's not nearly as uh, yeah. as face-to-face as Nintendo <laughs> collecting is right now, I think. Well, in Atari stuff, I mean, I don't know. Atari definitely has its place in the history of video games. I can't, den- nobody can deny it, right? But no. it's, but it was still, even when Atari was in its the height of its popularity, it was still kind of a fringe thing. And then when the market crashed, like Nintendo <laughs> rose from the fucking ashes like a phoenix, right? And decided to, and that's what popularized it and made you know made it really mainstream or got it closer to the mainstream back then and then kind of turned it into what it is now but so i just i think there's more of it out there and there's more there's more interest in it i gotta now, say so. man i even at, at cge or here i still haven't been able to find any freaking atari st games where are you people why aren't you here <laughs> email christina via the after the fact <laughs> podcast there's website. a there's there's so many more Vectrexes in here than I thought there would. I've seen there's like six or seven Vectrexes did in this you know room. That there were that many. In I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All in one place. A, there was one booth that had like twenty Vectrex games. I was like, I didn't even know that many Vectrex games existed. Really, I need to buy some games for my Vectrex. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's. He's actually spent some time on the floor shopping, yeah. not just selling. There were. I found three Game.com cartridges in a box. Yeah. Like I. 
Oof, that's a system I've never even seen. <laughs> I don't, I've literally never even seen a picture of it. I've seen, I've heard about it. And that's yeah. it. There's a chunk of Engage games floating around yeah. out there. There was Engage. an Engage. Wow. Yeah. There wow. was an Engage in the. I think they're putting it up for auction. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, the kiosk one. Yeah. Um, so many systems I've never heard of before this podcast. That's okay. The Engage, man. It's, it's, it's all right to have not heard of it. <laughs> the taco phone. <laughs> the taco phone. Yeah. It was the worst phone ever, actually. It, it was it was a phone and played games. And that way you had and to remove the battery cartridge, yes. too, to get the game. Yep. In order to switch games, you had to remove the batteries, so which means that you would turn off your phone to put in a new game. And yeah. that game better be freaking good. Cause <laughs> otherwise, you're going to have to turn your phone off if you want to change it. And then to talk on the phone, you have to like hold it sideways against your face. Yeah. Instead of flat against your face, it's very bizarre. Yeah, had I per- want one. Did <laughs> <laughs> it do so well, well that they uh, made a second one? Uh, no, it did so poorly that they made a second one. That was Nokia's <laughs> brilliant marketing tactic. Like this, this it is failing. The first well, time. maybe let's, let's have it fail again. They redesigned it, and the redesign was supposedly better. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it didn't. You didn't have to take the battery out to change the game anymore, and you didn't have to hold it like a taco mm-hmm. on the side of your head to talk into it. So, but by that point, the it was so dead that like I think it literally this the Engage Two was on the market for maybe two months. Three before they pulled it. Before they were just like, screw it, sell it for as cheap as possible and get what we can out of it. And I love the fact that everyone always refers to you as holding the taco against your head. <laughs> <laughs> like as if people hold tacos against their head. <laughs> well, it's just what it looks like. It's got one flat edge and a curved edge on the outside. So it I looks like it. I know that's why people say that, but it's just like, it's not like you when you hold a taco against your head. <laughs> and just the mental image. Some people like, might. Some guy being like, what? He's talking to his taco. <laughs> now just imagine this homeless man on a corner holding a taco to his head. <laughs> Hello? I Hello? these things were cell phones. <laughs> it's just, sorry, just the middle image of that. I hear people talking about these taco phones all the time. I don't understand how they work. Where's the power button? <laughs> I saw some pretty cool one-off things in the, on the show floor, too. Like, there's a guy, there's a guy who at his booth has a PSX. Mm-hmm. Like out in front, I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen those, Nick. It's a mm-hmm. it's a PlayStation Two with a DVR in it, basically. Wow! Okay. And w- one of the reasons why it failed was because you could actually copy games to the hard drive in the DVR and like play them off of the hard drive. So it was like, it's hey, only let's, released in Japan. let's oh, give <laughs> okay. let's give Japanese gamers an easy way to pirate shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then there were that same booth had two. Uh, Dev unit PS ones like the test units. Um, these, were these being sold? Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. The 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 Japanese PS one dev unit was sixty bucks and the uh, American one was a hundred. On the auction table, they had a PS two uh, that was a test unit, and it's interesting because it actually says on the top of the PS two where it would normally have PS two in the blue line uh-huh, letters, uh-huh. it actually had test spelled out in the in the blue letters uh, in the PS two text. Um, some pretty cool little random shit around this place. Uh, so, like a lot of there's one booth that has a shit ton of Intellivision and ColecoVision stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just pass right by that booth. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Stop. Same like here. I don't know what any of that is. I'll just go. To the I look. I there's the Commodore booth too, which is the one that I stop at and kind of be like, I was, I was <laughs> I'm so close to being like. Maybe I'll buy a Commodore 64. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, it's got some good games. 
They had a they have a Vic twenty there too. Mm-hmm. They don't have a copy of Radar Rat Race though, and I wanted to. I was like, I haven't talked to the guy yet and see if he's got one. Maybe not at the show, but you know that's kind of my beginnings. So I was like, kind of googling the Commodore booth for a while. It, it makes sense though. Like he's like, nobody wants this game, and he throws it to the <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you never know what that one guy is looking it's for. It's Rally yeah. X with cats and a mouse. Hey. I want to find a copy of Sundog for the Atari ST. Yeah. No one even knows what that is, but I yeah, do. No. That's all that matters. That really is all that matters. It was exclusive, <laughs> all right? It was never released. <laughs> I will say that's uh, one thing that CGE had over this uh, is their um, museum. The little museum thing? Yeah. The museum here is like four tables and that's it that was really weird too because we went to that uh we went to that show in kelso uh about six months ago that was run by the same guys that run prge and their museum tables were much more filled out than than this shows are (laughs) which is really strange they had about it was like it was again it was maybe four or five tables long but it was much more comprehensive and it was you know it was just like one of each system but it was just kind of laid out in chronological order to show which is kind of what they've got here but it's not as um there's seems to be some stuff missing uh there's not as much there's not as much stuff to show it's still cool to have there it's really i um, I do like how everything's labeled like what it is and then what year it released that's kind of neat to kind of see when like the different game boys were released versus everything else um but there's, th- I mean, four tables out of what CG had was a big ballroom with probably 30 or 40 tables. And what's really strange about that is that the although the CG, CGE one was really cool, but again, was almost entire entirely pre-Nintendo centric. True, yeah. You know, it was like all Intellivision, ColecoVision, Atari, um, like the occasional other, like a few co- little Commodore things, a few like Vectrex. And so we need a combination of the two. Stuff. We need a big yeah. room with a lot of stuff with everything, yeah. not just one. Yeah, but the free play room is pretty cool here. Like they've, I mean, they don't have, I don't think they have quite as many arcade machines as, no, as CGE did, close. which is funny because they actually, I think this community they could draw if they really pushed for that free play room they could get a shit ton more arcade machines than they have in there right now but they seemed like they were better ones than they had at cg definitely that is absolutely true there were actually games that i wanted to play and that i'm planning on playing tomorrow um you know so there there's a lot better machines they have a lot more console free pay free play than cge did which is really cool Mm -hmm. um excuse me did cge aside from like the two tvs that were in the main hall did they have any other console play yeah they did along the back wall where the uh arcade machines were yeah just opposite those they had a row oh, of yeah, I people with and, okay. but this is more like they've got probably i want to say eight tables maybe 10 tables that probably that have like two or three consoles each because okay. they're big round tables two or three consoles each uh with a shit ton of stuff yeah. to play in there which is really cool um yeah, we were walking through and we saw one group of people playing Goldeneye. Somebody else was playing Super Mario World. Yeah. Somebody else was playing like some of the Atari games. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of r- random games. That so that's awesome. Just playing. To just you know, walk just, past and yeah. see like the entire history of gaming yeah. in front of your eyes by just groups of people all around playing games together. That's really cool. They had a couple pinball machines out outside there too, which was cool. And their one little like 
throwback gaming station where they yeah. had like an Atari twenty six hundred and the seventies couch and they did that last the year. shitty shag rug on the floor. And <laughs> I think like, they call that the seventies living room. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I like the way they did that. Um, I I'm so so much more impressed with this show than I thought I was going to be. Like, I told you, you want to come good. back next year. Absolutely, oh, yeah. it really does. Yeah, come yeah. back, come back. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and I'm saying and I think. Honestly, I think a lot of a lot of what we were saying about CGE during our CGE episode is is coming to life and being put to practice here. The fact that it's in an urban center that has a large gaming community centered around it means that we're that this show draws so many businesses and collectors that are coming in to sell stuff like which is, CGE can't. Um, it it just the atmosphere is so much better. It's so much, it feels more ho- homey, friendly, like, like a community in there. You know, you walk around and everybody's just kind of chilled out, relaxed. Everybody's very conversational talking. You know, it doesn't feel like there's a bunch of guys trying to hawk shit at you. They're actually just like, it's gamers. It's a bunch of gamers and it's the atmosphere is really cool at yeah. this show. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm really impressed. I love Portland too, so it's always a good you know, I always love coming down here. I love this city. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm very happy with this show. Uh I'm very very happy with my the few pickups that I've uh, <laughs> that I've made over the last couple of days. Um day. and it's only one day. So it has far. only been one day. Jesus we Christ. We have a whole nother day. Yeah. And it feels, <laughs> fuck, it feels like it's been. I don't have another $500 to spend. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, That's why you got the one day, day pass. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You going home tomorrow? Or yeah, home? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no, he's going to be in the free playroom. <laughs> the free playroom tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You're going to come downstairs out of your hotel room and you're going to turn right instead of left and you're going to spend $5 to get in tomorrow. You realize that. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You're going to be like, yeah. it's only five bucks. And we convincing your wife, it's only five bucks. Come on, we can go. (laughs) On top of the 500 we've already spent. We'll go home a a little later. It's fine. I'm sure we can find something else that we still need. Yeah. And then you're stumbling out at five o'clock with, you know, more shit crossed off of your list. (laughs) And confusion on your face. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to stand outside of the room tomorrow afternoon and just watch people leaving and see how many people are confused with (laughs) big piles of stuff in their arms. Wait a minute, what? (laughs) So you said, you know the true collector when they're like, how did I? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh. Those are the guys who are later, they're like, I'm selling my car on Craigslist because I need to pay my bills. (laughs) Will anyone trade a car for all of this stuff? Yeah. (laughs) What can I sell that's not all the shit I just bought? <laughs> I know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, the show's going on tomorrow. Uh, actually, I think we're. Uh, I managed to wrangle um, three of the organizers into an interview tomorrow. So um, that's. I'm going to be doing that tomorrow morning, and that'll be on the show on Monday. Uh, is when I'll hopefully have it up on the air. Uh, but. Um, I totally lost my train of thought when I was talking about that. I think I'm trying to wrap this up is yeah, what I'm trying to do. Like. So uh, even though I'm m- mentally incapable of actually figuring out how to do that right now. so The show is good. Everybody should come if you're anywhere near Portland. Yes. And if this is after the anywhere near even in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're any, if you're anywhere in the five western states, you should show up at PRGE. It's a great show. Um, it's it's uh, small, local, but it's fun. 
Um, and you don't really have to be a big gamer either to enjoy the show either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can just like one generation like NES and, and still have yep. a great time here. And it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Our two day passes were fifteen bucks, and it's you know, and, and they don't they don't sell the two day passes for cheaper, right? So it's like ten bucks for Saturday and five bucks for Sunday. Like so, it's uh, it's really good. It's a great show. Um, I suggest everybody come. So. I'll go ahead. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on before I start the the cleanup? No, not me. Christina's just gonna fall asleep on the table here. I'm tired. Sorry. Yeah. You've been working I was all trying. Day. I was trying to end it up really fast. You said let's you know. Dinner's let's on go. Christina tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be when she falls in it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That's like confusing. Like confusing. Again. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Well. uh Follow us on Twitter, After the Fact Pod. Uh, you can join our Facebook group at uh, After the Fact Podcast. Um, if you have any questions or comments or you want to talk to us about the show, uh, you can email us at After the Fact at Geekerific.com. Uh, the website, as I just said, is uh, www.geekerific.com, and we've got forums there you can join and ask us questions and talk to us about the show. Uh, rate us on iTunes. We've only got we haven't gotten any new ratings in like six months. Uh, so rate us on iTunes. Rate us on the Zune Marketplace. Um, in two weeks, we are going to have our uh, our haunting with Polterguy episode. Haunting uh, starring Polterguy. Haunting starring Polterguy. The uh, you know seminal Genesis classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that is haunting starring Polterguy. Um, Everyone's like, I don't even what. Nobody. I. What I wonder though is when we say stuff like that, does that draw people in to be like, holy shit, what is that game? Am I gonna listen to that? Or does it make people go, what the fuck is that game? I don't want to listen to that. But that's my whole game. Send us feedback. (laughs) So yeah, send us feedback. Uh, Let us know what you think. Feedback isn't that I hate Christina's games because that's (laughs) me. We put a thousand flyers into the into the swag sh- bags for this show. We've gotten a lot of questions, actually. Uh, my wife, Christina, and I were walking around in a, um, shirts uh, for the show and got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions anyway. Um, I know, Christina, got at least a couple. Uh, yeah. And so people are, hopefully it's raising some awareness. Hopefully some people listen to the show uh, from this and we can kind of spread the, spread the gospel. So anyway, this is After the Fact and we're out. Good night. Good night.